Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, raw feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and friends, don't let friends feed kibble. Well, today we're going to be talking about cooked food. Cooked because it's come on the market so strong, this cooked food. I'm going to be uh, talking about why uh, that can be dangerous for your dogs. And I'm going to be reading from Dr. Connor Brady's book, Feeding Dogs Dry or Raw, the Science Behind the Debate, um, in the section about protein. So we're going to be talking about that. But listen, um, a couple of things that I want to point out, a couple of things that I've seen this week uh, where uh, pet parents get a little bit confused about what might be causing something in their dogs. Okay. And specifically diarrhea at the sphincter. Okay. we got the loose poops really coming out. So, you know, typically uh, there would not be a reason that a dog on a balanced 10% uh, bone, meat, and organ blend would have a problem, especially if they've been eating it before. So we're always going to ask, and we want you to think about this, what else has been going into the dog's body? What other toppers, processed treats, kibbles, all right? And think about, have you been somewhere where they want to make uh, been to a store where they want to make you happy and they want to make your dog happy. So they give them these God awful gut busting pancreatitis causing. <laughs> I'm just, that's kind of what Dr. Connor Brady was saying about this uh, uh, other food the other day. But uh, so I just kind of stole that a little bit from him, but basically have you been feeding a milk bone? Have you, ha- have you allowed your dog to eat something highly, highly processed? And I would tell you that 9.5 times out of 10, we find that this is the case. And, and, and I'm always, I'm always shocked that the, the first thought is it's the raw food, the raw food that is clean, the raw food that has very, very few ingredients and real food ingredients versus a highly, highly processed treat especially a milk bone that's going to have flour, 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 gross stuff in it. Your dog will have loose poops and you got to let them continue to have the loose poops to get the crap out of it. Get the crap out of them, (laughs) right? So they need to, uh, they need to get that stuff out of their body. So before you decide that your dog can no longer eat a certain blend, Look and see what else is causing the issue. And I hear this a lot. Well, my dogs had them before and they've never had this reaction. All right. Well, maybe it was while you were still feeding kibble and the the body um, has ha- hadn't gone through a detox process. But you get them on raw, you get their body cleaned out. They've been on a detox. Um, 
and they're super clean. And then you allow them to have something like that, uh, something that's highly processed, it's going to mess up the stomach. So I don't know, maybe you guys want to do a paleo diet, you know, just um, meat and 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 uh, veggies and things like that uh, for about a month and then run on down to your favorite donut store and uh, pop a donut in your mouth and let's uh, let's have a look see at your stools. OK, I don't know. Maybe some of you'd be OK, but I think I would be in the bathroom. Oh, not feeling too good. All right, everybody, uh, I want to talk about cooked foods. Why? Because, well, it seems to be the rage <laughs> for some pet parents out there. They like this cooked food. And um, I think it's just because they don't really understand what's going on with cooked food. Uh, and some of it goes on with us, too. But I often, uh, so someone asked the other day, well, can I cook this raw food? And I said, well, you can, but why don't you just buy cooked food? Because you're kind of paying good money for real raw um and you're cooking it and uh it's it's denaturing it in in it's not doing your dog any favors all right um but let's talk about this for a second so again this is coming from dr connor brady who wrote the book feeding dogs it's a great book it really is you should get it uh but he says um the dangers of eating cooked meat um and it has a long-term um problem with your dog, if you're going to feed cooked uh, long-term. Here, here's the issue with cooking meat. When you put it under high temperature, it produces these compounds termed MRPs. And um, you can smell it when you're, you know, you're cooking a steak. Uh, he says it's the brown on the meat and the taste of the flame in cooked burgers. These are called MRPs. He says, you can be sure your pet food manufacturers are more aware of these little fellas uh, because they've been doing this kind of sensory analysis of pet foods uh, for a long time. And obviously the smell is really important when you've cooked the crap out of food. Okay. Like in the kibbles. Um, but basically, the pet food industry has used certain MRPs for years and years to boost the flavor and the palatability of their products. Because I guarantee you guys, if they didn't do some of these things that I'm going to tell you about today, your dog would never go near it. It'd be like eating cardboard, as Neely Piazza says. But he says, um, I love what he says here. He says, because the MRPs are used to boost the flavor, palatability, and consumption of their product. And he said, but the downside is when they try to kill you, meaning the MRPs, okay? He says, in humans, a variety of MRPs are linked to our our our, our beloved C word, cancer. Beloved, my sphincter bum. Linked to cancer, inflammatory, and age-related degenerative processes, as well as possibly pay, playing a role in diabetes and both renal and cardiovascular diseases. So these things that the pet food industry knows about, these MRPs, you know, to make your dog want to eat it. Yeah, it's uh, right here. It's saying it's, it's playing a role in killing them. Okay, sounds good. Uh, with the recent rise of all meat-based dry food for pets, these MRPs are now 
a big issue that needs immediate attention. Okay. So I'm not just talking about cooked. I am again, still talking about um, pellets or kibble. All right. Some of you guys know what is pellets. So I call it kibble. Uh, but there was a study in 2014 where they examined 67 of these extruded, canned, and pelleted dog and cat food, uh, cat foods used for growth and maintenance. And these had a presence and a variety of these harmful MRPs. They found that the average daily intake of certain MRPs were 122 times higher for dogs and 38 times higher for cats than the average intake for adult humans. And the authors of this study in 2014, they concluded the need for more research on the long-term health implications of MRP consumption by dogs and cats. They need more research. I mean, I, I think I'd be just coming out and saying, hey, this crap is bad for your dogs and your cats and, and stop poo-pooing uh, the fresh food feeders. Okay. How about that one? Let's do that. Shall we? All right. In 2013, um, there was another study that stated the bioaccumulation of advanced glycogen, which are end products and MRP. It's linked to chronic systematic inflammation and cancer in both humans and in dogs. Mm. And these MRPs, which are called acrylamides, they've been studied intensively over the last decade. So they've been looking at this for a while. Um, and they've been looking at it largely as it relates to carcinogenic products or things in humans. And he says, sadly, so prevalent in many of the foods that we enjoy today. You're going to find these MRPs in chips muffins, biscuits, and breakfast cereals. Anywhere there is processed food, you're often going to find these uh, acrylamides, okay? And he said, interestingly, they were first discovered uh, when Dr. Eden Tariq was comparing acrylamide levels in wild animals and domesticated pets. And I bet you're going to wonder who had the highest level. Well, she found unexpectedly high levels of these acrylamides in pets because it was, you know, they're consuming these highly processed foods. And there's these other problems, these other three letter problems uh, in the highly processed foods. One is called HCAs. And they are carcinogenic byproducts formed during meat browning. Bad news for all of us who like to uh, to uh, barbecue outside, right? But these HCAs, they they uh, they're mutagens, and they're potent carcinogens. Um, researchers at the National Cancer Institute found that humans humans who ate beef, listen up, who ate beef rare or medium rare means mooing and bloody on the plate. They had less than one third the risk of stomach cancer compared to those who ate beef medium well or well done. 
So next time you go out and have a steak, you'd be thinking about what the Dieter just said here, right on the raw dog food truth, right? Um, but the vast majority of dry and canned pet food, it's cooked at 121 uh, or Celsius degrees Celsius or 250 degrees uh, Fahrenheit, which is under great pressure for 30 minutes. So he said that decreases the content, the water content of meat. Um, and it, it causes even more problems with meat, cooked meat. And he said, this, this is really bad news for products, uh, using four times cooked meat meal as a protein source. So in these kibbles, listen to this, they, they, um, cook it once during rendering again, during drying once during extrusion cooking. And again, during a second drying. My, 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 my. What in the world are we feeding our pets out there? So they analyzed 25 commercial pet foods for this HCA, uh, which is this mutagenic activity. And all but one gave a positive mutagenic response. So the authors concluded that there is a connection between, I'll imagine this, the authors concluded that there is a dietary connection between these HCAs and cancer in dogs and cats consuming these highly cooked kibble products. That's why friends don't let friends feed kibble. Oh my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Okay, and then he also said... um, these complexes can alter the immune reactivity toward the food protein in question, which increases sensitivities, which can result in allergies to that protein in both humans and in pets. He found that these cooked um, foods had indigestible protein complexes known to arouse the immune system around the dog's intestinal mucosal, resulting in gut complications. Bravo, Dr. Grady. Bra- uh, co- yeah, Connor. Yeah. <laughs> Brady. I said Grady, didn't I? Dr. Brady. Yeah, we see all these dogs uh, that have gut problems. So I want to tell you, I'm going to take a pause here and just say this one thing. If your dog has been diagnosed with EPI, okay, EPI, it is serious. But I want to tell you that we have seen so many dogs come through here that have been diagnosed with EPI. Uh, endochromatic pancre- uh, pancreatic insufficiency, all right, where the dogs cannot produce digestive enzymes, so they, they aren't getting any nutrition. But these dogs are eating kibble. And as we were explaining to one customer today, because they just wanted to add in some pancreas, we said, okay, but you're feeding kibble. And kibble, when eating the pH goes up to a five um, and that does not allow the dog to absorb vitamins and minerals, albeit those are synthetic vitamins and minerals. Um, And if they're a meat eater, that pH is going to be a one. We don't have all those high carbs. We don't have the synthetics. We don't have the preservatives. They are able to absorb. It is very bioavailable. My whole point is this, get the off the kibble especially if your dog has been diagnosed with EPI. 
And digestive enzymes, my goodness, tripe has a ton. Not to say that we may not still need to add some, but you're not going to know if you're feeding this really toxic kibble. All right. In this uh, chapter on protein, he says, take note, all you owners of dogs with a chicken or beef sensitivity. I love that he's reiterating what we've said, but processed ingredients are significantly, significantly more likely to elicit a re, an immune response than the ingredients in their raw form. So if you're feeding a chicken or beef kibble, they're going to cause problems. Might not in the raw form, okay? Um, so he said, there was a study in 2009 that noted how these IgE antibodies, uh, which are central to the true allergy pathway, they showed a three to eight fold increase in human patients challenged with a processed food antigen compared to the antigen in its raw form. Okay. So he's saying, look, yes, dogs can be sensitive to the raw form of a protein but basically, they're way more sensitive to these cooked ones. Um, so he he's talking about, uh, let's see, what else did I want to tell you in here real quick? He's just saying that this, this um, cooking has a lot of carcinogens in it. So think about that. I, I'm not real sure where the fear in feeding raw is, um, I think it comes from being afraid that the dog is going to be sensitive to the raw because all we see are dogs that are sensitive to cooked. We see it all the time. I, I can't tell you how many pet parents have spent thousands, thousands of dollars to rectify a situation that would have been real simple, all you had to do was roll up that bag of kibble, walk out, dump it in your trash can, and start your dog on a, a fresh food, species-appropriate diet. Meat, bones, organ, and fat. Mm. Yep, I've seen it. Dogs come off their medications. They look amazing because you're not putting these uh, carcinogens, these ACAs, these MRPs, the highly processed foods into their body. And in this book, he goes into fats and oh my gosh, the fats that the kibble manufacturers put in their food is unbelievably harmful to your dogs. Restaurant grease. I mean, these oils go rancid when you cook them. Listen, listen. Do not give your dogs cooked fat or cooked grease. Don't, don't do it. It needs to be in its raw form, guys. Do not cook these. We're going to have major problems. All right. So I just, I wanted to put that out there. It always helps to give you a little more information about why kibble is so bad for your dogs. Because the kibble manufacturers, they're not nutritionists. They don't care about nutrition. What they care about is that first taste test. Is your dog going to act like they love it? 
because they're going to spray it with these rancid fats. They're going to put salt on it, garlic on it, whatever they have to do to get these dogs to eat this stuff. And um, then your dog at, at, at a certain time is going to have issues. And there are people that, believe it or not, they have fed the same dog food for those bag dog foods for 10 years. Two years is too long. Well, one day is too long, actually, in my eyes. Um, there, There isn't a kibble out there that I can recommend because of what I just read to you from Dr. Connor Brady. Our dogs were never meant to eat that. I think that it's evident with how high the cancer rate is in our pets, cancers that we've never seen before. This stuff is toxic. Then you put all the other toxins in them. And, and what do you expect? I mean, the body's amazing. The body's uh, uh, incredibly amazing. But at some point, it's just like, man, you have overloaded the crap out of me with this crappy food, with this sphincter food, with all these sphincter ideas, with all these uh, sphincter traditional ways of treating your dog. Don't do it. Man, I'm sorry. Whispering today is kind of weird just because what we're seeing out there in, in, in the world. But anyway, um, so I, I've seen so many dogs um, recover from EPI, IBD, IBS, skin issues, ear infections, eye boogers. Dander, I, I had a lady today that said, you know what? She has seven dogs, I believe. And uh, she spends a pretty penny on her dog and dogs. And she just said, once I understood, once I really understood, even maybe half of what maybe you guys know, but she understood what kibble was. She understood what I just read. Um, and she said, I knew that that was killing my pets and I could no longer do it. I figured out, I figured out how to find a way to feed them what they need to be fed in order to be healthy. And, and one of the things she said is one of my dogs, she said, oh my gosh, she used to have the worst dander in the world. She said, he doesn't have the dander anymore. So feeding a fresh diet that is not cooked, it doesn't have grains in it. You don't need the grains in it. Okay. Let's get that one. Let's get that one leveled out here. We do not need grains. It doesn't have grains. We don't have synthetic vitamins and minerals. Um, you you're going to see a new dog. You're going to see a new dog in their behavior, in their eyes, in their teeth, um, in their body, in their poops, in their smell. It uh, it it will change their life, and it will change your life because you will see this healthy dog that gives you love every day that you walk in the door and walks with you on the walks and protects you when some other dog comes up. I mean, this, these are our buddies, right? So we got to feed them correctly. We can help you. Neely Piazza can help you. She's an amazing, amazing pet health coach. Um, Dr. Andy, um, Dr. Judy Jasek, Dr. Todd Cooney, Dr. William Faulkner, Dr. Judy Morgan. There are a bunch of us out there when you start looking that are really um, talking about what we see in the raw diet. 
what we are seeing, the the success that we've seen in these dogs over and over and over again. So if you're having issues or if you just want to increase your dog's health, get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com. You can chat with us via the chat button. You can text us. You can email us. Um, you can hit the I'm overwhelmed button. There's so many ways that that we're there to help you. Please go to our learning center, go to the beginner section, start reading up on some of those articles. They're not very long, but they will be very helpful. We appreciate you listening to the Raw Dog Food Truth. We hope that you will subscribe and that you will tell your friends that have pets that they might want to listen to the show if they're having any issues. And I promise you that almost every dog that's eating kibble has got an issue. And it may just be, my dog has a sensitive stomach. No, he's eating kibble. And here at Raw Dog Food and Company, your pet's health is our business. And friends, don't let friends feed kibble. We'll see you soon, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.